You are listening to 99% Invisible, the Game of the Year edition. What? Sorry, it's one of my favorite favorite podcasts, 99% Invisible. It's a podcast about architecture. You should really give it a listen if you haven't had a chance. I should absolutely, because I used to, I was studying architecture in school, so. And it, it, there's so much more to it than just that as well. It's a very good podcast. I don't listen to it, but it's Roman Mars. It's very good. There is there is a lot of good things into architecture as well. It's more than just I drew a box and put a triangle on it. It's a house. (laughs) You have to draw a cube and put a pyramid on it for it to really be a house. (laughs) Well, it depends. It depends. Do you do you want a hip roof or a gable roof? Damn! (laughs) Throwing the architecture terms at you. Um, Anywho, uh, it's episode ninety nine of Fancy Ramen. Our first half of our 2018 Games of the Year edition. To uh, so that one guy who likes Buck and the rest better than us, don't worry, your episode's coming. <laughs> <laughs> At least hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, that being said, this is very different from, I don't, it's probably the same as what we did last year to some extent, but very different from any other website because we're not journalists and we don't really care about making a conclusive list, at least at this point in time. It's basically just where we're going to talk about our picks of 2018 individually, and uh, there are not really a whole lot of rules. It could be game of the year, colon, a retrospective, colon, part one. Exactly. Uh, So... Nope, that's a semicolon. Because uh, we don't have to talk about things we did last week and all that other stuff, uh, who wants to start us off with their games of the year? Note that we might be interjecting when we share games. In, Looking uh, at the list format, lists. I do believe Cookie has earned the right to be number one. What? What is it? Because my name starts with a C. I don't know, but Neil because... put me first, so I'm going. <laughs> well, first on my list is Call of Duty: Black Ops Four. It's no surprise that I am the shooter junkie of this group. So, obviously, the arguably one of the best shooters to come out in 2018 would be on the on my list. Granted, my list is in no particular order because I unfortunately don't get to play a good enough sample size or beat enough video games to judge them and list them as to what was my favorite because part of this list i forgot these games even came out because i've got a tiny ass intention span your your judgment is ultimately uh completing with you saying i really shouldn't be judging things (laughs) (laughs) which like it's it's this whole conundrum because that's a good judgment so it sort of proves that you (laughs) should be judging things it's a real catch-22 here ladies and gentlemen but I will say that one of the reasons that this is on my Game of the Year list, I want to say, shit, the last Call of Duty that came out was World War II was on my Game of the Year of 2018. But the one 17. before that was not. What did I say? 2018? Yeah, 2017. But the one before was not. Um, I really like how Call of Duty is keeping on the ground. I know a lot of people don't like the Black Ops um, movement system of how it feels a lot more fluid and fast, but that's just me and my wife's bag. We we love ourselves in Black Ops, and this is generally no, no different or exception. It's a great game, and sure, we may not have Fortnite numbers for our um, Blackout mode, but goddammit, people still love it. 
people to piggyback still love it. off of that is I think you've really hit the needle or the nail on the head with Call of Duty. Sorry about the noise on that. With Call of Duty being like a, an amazing game if you have a buddy to play it with. All the people I know who play this game and all of the Call of Duty iterations before them have someone that they like to play it with, and that's what really makes it special as well when they do it right. It's one of the few games that you can not only play with a buddy on the same console, but you can also play with that buddy on the same console and be online at the same time. Mm -hmm. I don't advise it because the way they aspect ratio and stretch things looks super fucked up, but you can do it. Also, of a person that is one of your your local fighter junkie, uh, Dragon Ball Z fighters, Dragon Ball fighters, excuse me, was one of the top fighting games of 2018 to come out. May it rest in peace, because for whatever reason, I haven't dug too deep on these stories. They've they're starting to cancel all the Dragon Ball Z uh, World Championship fighter tournaments that are happening around the world. Seriously, yeah. There was a big announcement last week. I haven't really looked into it, but it it kind of makes me sad because just watching um, Sonic Fox go in and dominate just another game, another fighting game is always a good time because everyone knows who he is, i.e. the gamer of the year, the esports gamer of the year. Mm-hmm. And just to see that one of the games that he became a household name with is no longer going to be doing tournaments after just being out for a year becomes um is very sad yeah what what the hell's up with that that's i think it's probably because they wouldn't nerf uh android 16's uh dunking attack oh my god that dunk can't hit him with the dunk again I, i i take it you guys are joking but like this is the most uh it, it stole the it stole Evo 2018. Like yeah. it, it had the best finals. It it had a player base that connected people from Smash, from Tekken, from KOF. Like what what the hell in a format that is basically Marvel, I, although not Marvel. I'm just saying like, you know, you're because Marvel because Marvel definitely fucked up that format mm-hmm. with the worst fighting game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel Infinite. So like this, that's huge. I didn't realize that they were canceling tournaments. Like this, yeah. I want to say yeah. the the Dragon Ball Z Fighter World Cup was canceled. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters did not make it on a list of. I forget which um, tournaments coming up that does have a lot of fighter fighting games in it, but Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Fighters is not on that list. How I'm I'm it's so such a shame. I'm so disgusted yeah, are, with this news. Like even though I don't really give two Play. shits about fighters <laughs> this is the best fighting game i've played all year i'm like kind of gobsmacked by this too yeah yeah so may it, may it rest in peace so people are saying that it it might be dead but we are not 100 percent as to why or someone might have found out why or there might be just like some super ultimate tournament coming out but i do know that they have had a rocky thing with tournaments because um oh god who went around collecting all the fucking dragon balls goku uh, so like no <laughs> <laughs> he does on occasion um i think it was daigo who went around collecting all the dragon balls so mm. a lot of their uh, world tournaments that they did were quite literally the u.s had a tournament to win like the one star ball the oh. 
Japan had a tournament for like the four star ball, and one one um fighter, I want to say it was Daigo, actually went around and he got like four balls by the end of the year in order to participate in this tournament that you had to have a Dragon Ball to go to. Uh but either way, it was it was a lot of stuff. Real fun game to watch, great game to play. Um, pick up and go, just like the Marvel vs. Capcom games are, even to an extent, well, the old Marvel vs. Capcom games, and even to an extent, um, Guilty Gear games. May it rest in peace if it doesn't come back, but I'll continue watching and playing whenever I've got the chance or another person to sit in the same room with. Uh, next on my list is something that Neil mentioned that he completely forgot about, which is also something that I completely forgot about, even though it's, oh God, I think it's the only game I actually beat this year. <laughs> Detroit Become Human. <laughs> which for the record, Wait, I, I don't happen to have this on my list, but I do think that this was a very positive release for Quantum no, Quantum. No, this was Quantic a, Dreams, excuse me. This was a great game. A wonderful, wonderful playthrough, and shit. Was Zelda Breath of the Wild last year? Yes, yes. it was. It was March last year. Okay, perfect. So yeah, no, this is the um, only game that I was able to beat. Like, yep, you beat it in 2018, I think. I may have beat a different game, but who knows? I don't remember what it was, so obviously it's not going to be on this list because I don't remember it. I barely remember Detroit Become Human. But a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch um, the completely different fucking route that Buck took. And I was like, I saw a screenshot and was like, what the fuck is going on? So I just had to go back and watch through. So it's just nice to know how many different paths you can actually take with this game. There's at least two that we know of now. (laughs) At least two, because I know me and Neil pretty much took the same exact path. Mm -hmm. And... Neil, do you have anything to say about Detroit Become Human? Uh, I think it was an improvement upon every other game they've released, and despite its flaws, you cannot argue that uh, uh, the... I guess you, you can't argue the impact it had on players. Like, whether or not the story was a little half-assed at points and that there were some massive loopholes in the writing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I I think it was fun. I think it was gorgeous in some cases as well. And uh, the creepiness level was only like halfway up the meter, so that's really good for David Cage. <laughs> <laughs> no rape scenes this time, thank God. Also contributed any? to the easiest cosplay of the year, putting a blue circle <laughs> or a different colored circle near your temple. You're free now. Holy shit, I should make one of those for um for packs. Mhm. I'm going to I need it. I need to make an LED ring. Okay, cool. Then thank you. You, you thank need you. to have your friend or brother like start beating you up at random points too. And then whenever anyone tries to get involved, you just point at the light and you're like, "Oh, I'm sorry. What what a great reenactment <laughs> of Marcus getting his ass kicked." <laughs> Perfect. Uh so yeah, so um, next on my list is something that also made it onto uh, Scott's list is um, Smash, because I think this is going to be on a lot of people's lists. This is a game that I am still consistently playing 
But then again, the game did come out like last month, so this is part for the course for me for a new game. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy it. It's a return to the beauty that was Melee. You know, it's just a return to Smash Brothers games and not on the Wii U, because unfortunately for that system, it was the Wii U. And it had a controller that was shaped like a remote control. So that's always a bad thing. So, I yeah, I would say it is a return to form, at least uh, from... I, I'd even give it a return to form to the Smash 4. Like, Smash 4 was great, but its Wii U release was a little middling. And you're right, the Nunchuck and Wiimote are possibly the worst like devices you can play a fighting game on even if it's I don't care what anyone says about the Joy-Con. Uh the Joy the Joy-Con's not great, but I would still take those any day over the Wiimote nunchuck uh setup. Mostly because I can't accidentally turn my hand like sideways and then try and jump up, but instead just (laughs) like walk left off the map. Um damn it's a good game. We'll we'll talk about it more when we reach my list. Perfect. Uh, Next on my list is a VR title. I was heavily invested in VR throughout this year and somehow began the year year with no VR and ended the year with no VR. (laughs) What a wonderful world we live in. Uh, So I ended up... No, actually, I think I got the PlayStation VR last year. Yeah, I think that's correct. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, Beat Saber came out and my god it was the game so if there was a game that i put anyone in that was like you know i can see why vr is a thing Mm -hmm. beat saber was one of the games that were just like by the way you wanted to be a jedi you like dance music here you go jedi dance music let's do it and beat saber was just a lot of fun really got your heart pumping it was a lot of games that you play in VR, there are, there's always that argument of, so does this actually add anything now that it's in VR, or is it just a game that you could play outside of VR and still have just as much fun? I don't think you could with Beat Saber. Beat Saber literally required you to be inside the action, just like imagining, me imagining playing it on a screen. I don't see how it could have as fine of controls. It actually makes me wonder if the Wii U would have felt a lot better in VR because at that point your controller versus where you're flicking your wrist is one to one. And then that's all I really got to say about Beat Saber. I mean, it's, it's a rave that you can turn on and off at any given time, which is uh, pretty great. Any DJ's wet dream. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. A rave you can turn on and off at any time because sometimes you try to get that rave turned on and it just doesn't want to click beat saber right there every time and then the last um game of the year for me would be a uh, monster hunter worlds which i've actually re-downloaded recently i completely forgot about this game in general until the until like two weeks ago and I was like, oh shit, I forgot Monster Hunter World was a thing. And Lizzie even forgot it was a thing. And we dunked a lot of time into hunting down monsters and learning learning their 
patterns and habitats and habits and man it just really makes you think that you can survive out in these wild wild worlds knowing full-on well that i'll never actually survive in any world other than the one i live in but i may not survive that you have mastered the timing of spinning the meat over a spit which can come in handy exactly can't do it too slow can't do it too fast you got to pull it off at the right exact right second otherwise it's completely useless and burnt um then i ended up having an honorable mention because what i hoped to be my game of the year unfortunately actually didn't come out in 2018 and that is gloomhaven um i know i mentioned it to you guys a couple of different times but it is a game that i still continue to play with my friends on sunday evenings i just got a text message from one of them asking what the beer situation's like for tonight so we're still good there. I'm now 3D printing parts and pieces to it as well because a lot of the a lot of the pieces that it comes with are just little cardboard on really good cardstock. Mm-hmm. But one of my character, one of the guys that I play with, he now uses one piece so religiously now that I was like, you know what? This is what I'm doing. So I've actually 3D printed a bunch of those pieces and painted them so that way he's got a physical representation of him putting rubble down or like causing little mini landslides. So I think that's really going to start helping out a lot. And then the other game that was an honorable mention because it technically didn't come out in 2018 on anything except for the switch was hollow Knight. A lot of fun. I don't know how far I am in that game. It's really hard to tell. It is with a lot of Metroidvanias and I don't know where to go next, but you know, I'm still living my best life. You just described you- my 2017 experience with Hollow Knight. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can say is that the game is a lot bigger than you think it is. Or it's a lot, like, there's a lot more to it than I thought there was. And so every time I'm like, okay, we're close to the end. Not even close. No, Scott, I know I'm not close to the end because they give you, like, kind of a world map. Mm-hmm. But whenever I go on the giant ant thing that allows me to fast travel to mm-hmm. a different area, there are a lot more stops I've never even heard of. Yep. So, yeah. So it's still still one of the things I'm slowly going through, but yeah. These are these are my games of the games of the year and slash honorable mentions. I'm excited to see that Hollow Knight made this list because it was an honorable mention uh for me last year when I played it on the PC. Um, and thinking back, I probably would have put it higher up in retrospect to what I did submit last year, but avoiding the revisionist history, um, I've kept my list once again down to a top three and an honorable mention to round it out to four in total to nice round number. Yeah. To return to smash ultimate. This game is a game that, although it's been out for a month, I think we are all aware that it's going to be a game that we're playing for years to come. Ultimately, that's what happens with every Smash game, besides Brawl, for me, is it essentially ingrains itself as the like top, I want to play a video game, but I don't know what uh, choice every single time. I'll sit down on Smash, especially with it being online, and 
fight my friends or fight random strangers around the world and get better and better and better at this game while at the same time also having the opportunity to just have friends over or like have a little living room tournament or go and play with people who will never pick up a controller for the rest of the year because it is that like accessible and ubiquitous of an experience that it's something I can play with my sister. Like we've been playing together since we bought our first GameCube in Melee way back in the day to my dad who hasn't touched a controller for I don't know how long. And besides Mario Tennis wouldn't touch another game in the first place. I can play, you know, many states over with you guys or I can fight some random person on the North North American servers in a heartbeat. And every single time there is a guarantee that it is going to be fun at the very least. And, uh, you know, an entertaining and an enjoyable time passing experience. So it, it ultimately takes that top spot for me as the best game I can think of this year for myself and really anybody else who, who has access to it. And Neil, have you played yet? Yeah, I played some Smash. I played it at a. I played it on stream for everyone to see. Mm, okay. Well, I didn't mean to uh, shade your stream like that. No, uh, I, I, I don't really have much to add. Uh, so I figure I let I would let you guys kind of do the talking for it. Yeah, I, it's a it's a wonderful game. There's uh, there's so much to do that i still haven't even done and i think that's always that's always a a really uh good thing in a game is if there's content that's untouched not because you don't want to but because you're having so much fun with everything else you haven't had the time to allocate towards it yet you just got done describing the ridiculous true ending yeah the adventure mode exactly and there's still more? <laughs> there's still more. There's still the All-Star Smash and the, like, Cruel Smash and the, like, all those Mob Smash modes. There's still plenty of Classic that I haven't beaten because in order to finish the Classic mode for everybody, that's 74 attempts at minimum. Um, oh, crap. Plus, have you played Smashdown yet? That I haven't played Smashdown yet. And Smashdown is far- such a great element. By far the best inclusion in any fighting game ever because I don't know if you've... I know For the, the listeners out yeah. there, for the listeners out there, if you're just sitting couch co-op with a couple of friends playing a fighting game, eventually it devolves down into who haven't we played with yet? Mm-hmm. Smashdown just puts that in automatically for you because as soon as anyone picks that character, win or lose, that character is done. Mm-hmm for the playthrough and it it got down to i was playing smashdown with my um wife and her sister the other day and it got down to i was like oh sweet no one's used um we fit trainer yet i really hope i get that and we were at the point of this is 45 minutes in because i've got all the characters unlocked Mm -hmm. and we're all just doing random and i'm like here's hoping i get we fit trainer here's hoping i get we fit trainer and my wife after me and my sister-in-law put pick random she goes up picks we fit trainer just to spite me and she says it too she's like just because i know you really wanted to use we fit trainer oh no and see that's like that's where so much of the fun comes in it's like this this game is perfected for group experience with it i don't think smash would be very fun to play alone for an extended period of time but that's not really within the like i that's not part of the idea 
for the game. The game is as, definitely meant for group play. As you have played Smash for an extended period of time alone. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't expect many people to follow in my footsteps on that one. Uh, only the, the most diehard of Smash fans. Um, a game I do play, or I guess spend a lot of time playing alone, in is RimWorld. But I never feel alone because I always have the company of my pawns before they die a horrible death or go off like the deep end and return to the wild naked and angry. RimWorld is a game that is full of fun and funny situations that are juxtaposed against a very difficult and sometimes like brutal task of keeping your colonists alive against all odds and ultimately helping them escape from the rim world but between that initial point of crash landing and getting off of the planet you can complete any goal that your heart is set to and the game offers plenty of suggestions while leaving the field open enough for you to do really whatever you want um and to prevent you from ever getting too complacent, there's always an AI that will throw a curveball for you before uh, your colony is too successful. And that makes RimWorld like ultimately a game that I think is just infinitely replayable in a sense. Um, it's sometimes very sad to lose your original colonists and you want to go back and try again. But that start and the game that branches out of that will never be the same as the game you had before so it's always a unique experience which i adore and there's so much depth to the game that i still haven't scratched the surface and i've probably put um more hours into this game than almost any other game that is on my list that may change with how long smash ultimate remains out i'm sure i'll invest a hefty amount of time into both of them but the last 50 plus hour experience uh, that I had happens to also be my game, uh, my last game of the year mention, which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, this is a game that I never played the original to. I never played any of its predecessors. Um, and I hadn't played a Grand Theft Auto game really since experiencing like the first quarter or maybe the first half of the story for Grand Theft Auto 4. And... I think it was nice to have time away from the Grand Theft Auto series for so long to come back into a Rockstar game and really get to enjoy uh, just how good they are at building a uh, believable like worldscape. And especially coming off of Breath of the Wild the year before, seeing a, an open world that was very focused on man versus nature um, in a lot of the day-to-day -day survival that didn't feel so empty and vast and instead felt like it was a real living, breathing, organic world that I was just kind of jumbled in the middle of. The story isn't amazing by the time you've finished it, but it is, I think, worthwhile and one of the better stories I encountered throughout the year. And the characters are all um, endearing in their own way or uh, truly vile and you want to shoot them up with your, with your six shooters. But the, the character writing is, is really wonderful as well. It's, it's a game that's, that kept me entertained the start to the finish. And um, 
I'm sure there will be a like kind of tugging at the back of my mind in 2019 to return to it and play some more stuff and enjoy some of the online elements that I haven't touched yet. I'm going in the opposite direction of you and I'm refusing to touch any more of the single player and I'm just, I'm all in on the online story right now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun so far. As long as I can lasso Neil off of his horse and drag him 3,000 feet, I'm in. Yeah, no, you can totally do that. You know what people are doing now? What are they doing? So, unfortunately, you can't lasso. So, so they're lassoing people and then dragging them off of a cliff along with their selves, along with themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a murder-suicide now. <laughs> that's That's what's going on now. Plus a horse, right? I mean, you lose a horse as well. Yeah, you can lose a horse that way too. Yeah. Yep. Either way. Yeah, that was the first game I was ever sad that one of my horses died. Because normally, I'm very anti-horse. Weren't you sad when your horse died in... um... Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Never died, man. I kept my horses safe and sound. Oh, I killed off one of my horses and brought it back to life and realized it was a waste of time because then I got Epona and the giant horse after that. And then the white horse after that. And I was like, fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever get the uh, motorcycle? I ain't paying extra money on that game. The motorcycle is by far better than anything. <laughs> I was real sad when my motorcycle blew up. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't blow up. I actually and then I brought my motorcycle back, and it was it was angry at me for neglecting it so badly. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, so you- I'm sorry. My it, my apologies, Neil. I'm I'm waiting for you to engage with your list, but I haven't added my honorable mention of the year. It could have been a game of the year, but I unfortunately did not give it enough time to complete it. And that was Octopath Traveler, a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. And if Red Dead Redemption 2 hadn't come out when it did, I probably would have finished, but instead invested all of that extra time towards finishing RDR 2 instead of completing my time on Octopath Traveler, which is good enough of a game that unlike many games that I've played where I've gotten 60 to 70% in and then gotten distracted by something else and not really ever been able to return to, I played some over this holiday break and I continue to play a little bit more. The battle system has yet to become exhausting or I guess mundane. There's always something new or interesting to uh, work out in the mechanics of your party building in the game, which is a lot of fun. And the story, although it is very contrived and I think very cheesy at times, um, is still like is still solid for some of the characters. There's still some interesting things going on, as long as it's not Ophelia. I mean, is there yeah. anything you want to dig into on this? Like we've all presented our lists in a more streamlined fashion than I think we've done in the previous year. Um, is there any elements to gaming this year that really stuck out to you or that, um, I don't know, you fondly reminisce upon? I think the only thing that really jumped out at me was that this year as a whole, like in terms of sheer volume, felt weaker, especially compared to 2017. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you say, you keep using the word in thing of volume felt weaker, but how was the quality? I only know that it, maybe it's just because a bunch of games came out that I just had very little interest in. 
But this year, it's like title, 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 all of which I don't really give that much care over. And then suddenly a title pops up that I'm really fond of or surprised by. The reason I bring up that he says volume versus quality, I'm going to say I actually enjoyed 2018 more than I'd enjoyed 2017. It could be that there was a full year since I remember what I played in 2017. Yeah. I think 2017 was the year of me beating games, but the only thing I really remember about 2017 was the bombastic soundtrack that was um Det- not Detroit Become Human, um the one in San Francisco, um Watch Dogs 2, mm. and how much fun I had playing that. And then also the beauty that was Zelda and me just beating it out of spite. But this year like brought me the best Dragon Ball game. It got me back into Monster Hunter. Um, it was the year that VR was solidified in my mind. I knew I liked VR in 2018, but 2017, but 2018 was like, no, yeah, I am going to sell all of my VR stuff. So you can just do so better can, VR. Yeah. Yeah. So I can do the better what my ideal VR would be in 2019. I know it's going to be less powerful than the VR I had this year mm-hmm. just because it's a standalone thing, but we're getting so much better at the programming and everything. I want to say 2018 was my reintroduction to just like great board games as well. I would say that as I would say that for me uh, that also rings true. I've played more board games in 2018 than I've probably played in the five years before that combined. Like 2018 was every week. Me too, quite literally. And it's, I'll say I played more board games in 2018 than I did throughout the rest of the 2000s. Mm. But yeah, so I will say, sure, there might not have been as many like games because I know 2017 was like release, release, release. And that was the year everyone was like, this is a, this is the year to become a gamer. And I think that was just because 2016 was just a bad year all in all i don't remember anything about 2016 though i remember a lot of 2015 that i like really fondly accidentally attributed to 2016 Mm -hmm. and then 2017 was just like oh yeah video games are back baby and 2018 is just like got even better to kind of visit neil's god of war it's honestly i think i'm gonna risk it Mm-hmm. because it's currently in my um, PlayStation 4's cart right now to purchase. But I'm also thinking to myself, how long is God of War? Will I have a chance to play it before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out mid-January? If it does. I've... Yeah. It I will. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, Neil, are you back? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's... Hey, Neil. It's just that like 2018 had so many more games that hit me or resonated with me and a lot of games that demanded not only a lot of time but like there were also a lot of shorter games too. I mean it it filled every niche for me from Danganronpa V3 to Breath of the Wild. Uh and this year like it it just like there were still a lot of games I liked it's just there weren't as many 
and you could even see it through the uh through like the press as well but there weren't that many games that are necessarily coming out in 2019 either like the one game that jumps out at me that i know is coming out is resident evil 2 remake Mm -hmm. that's about it like everything else is in the far future i think i can agree with neil on the volume point because i remember 2017 being a year in which i thought if i bought every game i wanted to play I'd go broke. Like I would I can't afford to play all the games that I want to play this year. And actually for 2018, I have bought pretty much every game I've wanted to play uh for the most part. I think the only thing I took a pass on is I didn't buy DBZ Fighters because I don't have online, so I thought it would have very like little long-term use. And uh, I made the mistake of buying Monster Hunter World for my PlayStation when I should have probably bought it for my computer instead. Um, Once again, for the whole online accessibility. I realize every time I do this, Cookie is probably just like, buy the online service. (laughs) Just just spend the the one video game worth of money to get the online service. I really should. you're good for a year. I know. Maybe I'll do it this year. I might have to. 2019. New Year's resolution. Get online service for all of my digital devices. But it's it's true that 2017 was such an awesome year too because that was the release of the Switch. And the Switch came out with, unlike the Wii U, for instance, a great catalog of games that people wanted to buy out the gate. Um, So maybe that's that's where part of this impression is coming from. And I agree and understand on that element. I can dig it. I don't feel like going into my full rant again about why I enjoyed 2018 over yeah, 2017. It's, it's I'll, still I'll recorded. It when I'm editing. Yeah, yeah, you'll hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Neil can, you know, have his rebuttal to himself. There'll be mumbling over the track that, that comes in. No, but, um, but you're right. Like, I mean, 2018 brought us a lot of products that we had been promised for a while, like a new God of War, a Spider-Man game. That was oh, good. Oh, shit. Do you know what 2018 was? I it completely was the forgot year that that should be on my Spider-Man? list. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I enjoyed the fuck out of Spider-Man. 2018 was the year of the open world game. If we think about it in the context of the big games that came out, God of War, right? There's a little bit of an open world, open world element to it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, open world. Octopath Traveler, eh, I don't want to give it the open world, but it is a many available branching paths I mean, style of world. When you think about it, I think that's the most open world turn-based RPG that's existed. That is true. Yeah, I would agree to that. That's a good point. Um, and that's because there are eight stories that you can follow at any time that you really can branch away from a like a target story quest. Spider-Man was very open world. I mean... Most everything we encountered that was a really big title this year was open world. Monster Hunter World has world in the title because they wanted it to be more of an open world fit. Feel. Yeah. It's not. You still have a hub and then like essentially levels within it. But but they're really big levels and, and we don't have to worry about the mini levels that used to... What you call it? That used to what be... Did I, um, yeah. Like the... Yeah, like Standard. you go into the big worlds and then you'd have section one, one, section one, two, section one, three monster was in section one, three. So 
you got the monster down a little bit, he kick your ass, you go to section one, two, it loads in, you heal up, you go back to section one, three, the monster's still there, and he couldn't just chase you all around the place, whereas this one was like, nah, he's chasing. The whole way, yeah. I So, 2018, a year of the open world, like, that is that is really what I'm pulling away from the gaming here. Even Smash, like the adventure mode, what is that? It's sort of an open world format where you have to choose your path and then you get to a point where it opens up enough that you can track down spirits to open different pathways or access different like treasure chests and whatnot. All of these games have this element that gives you more player choice just in how you move around the uh, game itself, like how you interact with its spaces. 2018, the year of choice, because Detroit Become Human fits in that one. Because that one literally changed the way you played as you made choices. Mm-hmm. Slash, as I mentioned when Neil was off um, off camera, uh, 2018 was my uh, year of board games. This was my... 2017 kind of got me started on the board game renaissance. It was like, oh yeah, by the way, there are these things called board games and they're really fun to play and cool. And 2018 was like, by the way, you just scratched the surface. Here you go, motherfucker. And in return, it's been the year of uh, of the passing of board game simulator VR, whatever the fuck it's called. Tabletop simulator? Tabletop simulator. Just for cookie, I mean, because I don't think I've yeah. seen you on that once this year nope (laughs) but there are a couple of things i actually kind of might want to jump into because it's the perfect preview app like oh i think i want to play this game i'll download the content for tabletop simulator and try it out i've heard a lot about this checkers game (laughs) let's see if it's really as deep and thoughtful as as i think it should be that's all i got guys Yeah, with that said, I think this is the end of our first part in episode 99 of the Game of the Year podcast. Uh, If you want to present us with your own list, which we can read later on, uh, you can write into podcast at fancyramen.com. Also, don't be afraid to leave us a review and tell us how we did in the year 2018 on Apple Podcast. And tell your friends about your favorite podcast of the year. Or Fancy Ramen, if it's not Fancy Ramen. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see you guys in the new year. Indeed, indeed. See you guys next year. I'm Cookie. I'm Scott. I'm Neil. Have a good one, everyone. Peace.